This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted Pride of West London podcast. And this is the Summer Tour, USA Summer Tour 2023 roundup version as well, because we've got characters who are at the matches. They might have gone to one match, they might have gone to all three matches, but they've got something to say about America, about the matches, about Brentford, about just things that happened, (laughs) not even at the game as well. And uh, we're just going to go around the table here and just get a vibe from, like I said, the summer series. Again, I know for a lot of people that weren't necessarily in America, this is just to maybe give you a vibe of what did go on out in here as well. But also good to give you a vibe of what we think about maybe, you know, things that happened out here, which may be good or bad, or maybe the team as well, from seeing it from first hand, maybe how we think things are going to go for Brentford in the season. So I've got in the house here, I'm going to go around the table as well. I've got Jose in the house. Jose, what's going down? Uh, love every city, love being able to see Brentford live first time, and uh, yeah, it was and you're from where you from? Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Jose's Portland B. Oh, he's a Portland, Portland B. B. And Jose went to every single game out here. In the, the he was out till well the early hours of every morning. We won't go into that as we go there. We also got the Tallahassee B in the house. Yes, go on, give us give us the lowdown. Yeah, it's been good. It's been good out here with uh, Jose, the legend. And of course, with Laney, I mean, so many legends with me, Caleb and Mark. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been great. Uh, just catching up with the bees, hanging out with Ben Mee, even though he left by the time uh, we got a chance to talk about it last time. But yeah, it's been it's been a great time. It's all good as well. Yeah, we've got Mark's in the place, in the house. What's going down? Yeah, I've had a brilliant time, as I said on an earlier podcast. Um, I'm so glad I came. I've been here nearly two weeks it's been amazing I've met some amazing people and I, I feel you have to be here to sort of soak it all in the American people have been fantastic really the hosts have, have been brilliant uh, we've been to pool parties I've been to every match I've been to five cities and I don't know how many states and I'm so tired the most important thing how many beers have you had how many different uh, beers have you had over the time got, I've still got a day and a half to go and I'm on 116 Different American beers. <laughs> Go Whelan. Go to Whelan. You've got to say that is. <laughs> that is pretty. That is pretty. That is pretty. And, he's, and he is logged. And it's not a bullshit. He's logged every single one of them on his app as well, so they can go home, talk to his old man about it as well. Like I'm saying, yeah. So, which is fair play to him as well. Like we got the Caleb in the house. In the house. What's going on? Yeah, I've had an excellent couple of weeks. It's been great to see us play some football against some kind of, you know, if you want to use the uh, US parlance, divisional rivals. Um, what I found really amazing is the kind of warmth and breadth and uh, kind of engagement of the American kind of fans that are Brentford fans. It's kind of weird when, you know, you've been going to the games for as long as we all have and we've been in our own part of London and there's people that have kind of got the same passion and the same kind of engagement and love for us even though they've maybe never been to Brentford or Griffin Park um, but yeah so many different stories so many different people it's been really amazing it's, it's a new kind of new experience for our club and maybe a new level for us to go to as well it's really really interesting uh, and we've got Laney in the place yeah it's, it's been it's been unique you know I, I look back at 
what it was like when I was, you know, growing up as a Brentford fan. When when the when the pre-season fixtures came out, the friendlies, you kind of got, oh, we've got Tottenham, we got we got Tottenham, or we got oh, we got Chelsea at home, and that was almost like one of the biggest games you'd have all season. You know, you, you got a chance to play um, a household name, and now we are one of the household names, and we 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 have been invited to to take part in a you know in a in a world kind of series in place of Leeds United. <laughs> yeah, who yeah. um, were in, and this is the truth. They were apparently they were in, and then they were sent home, and then bees were in. Yeah, well, I I don't want to tarnish tarnish what it's been an incredible trip with sp- <laughs> speaking about that d- let's dog. be clear for one thing anyway, though Leeds would have taken more yeah they would have taken a, they would have taken a lot more but yeah no it's um yeah I, so for me it was um a coming of age you know I, it, we're, we're all still com- we're all still slowly coming to terms with the fact that our club has changed um and we were all kind of a bit worried or concerned that we would come over here and it would be like so American and of course it is um, you know the stadiums have been very American. Uh, America is very American. It's, it's, it's an incredible country. But um, what's been um, warming and, and really heartening is that those people that have aligned themselves with our football club, the Americans that are are proud to be Brentford fans, they get it. They get they get they get Brentford. So um, that's massively important. So we we were the small, still the smallest club in the of the of the five that, that come out or the six clubs that were here um and uh, but the ones but the you know the they they got brentford and they they were bees and so fair play and well well done to everyone that supported us because you made a difference Definitely, definitely. So listen, we're just going to go around. I was asking a few questions as well because obviously we've been out here and again, this is not taken away from anyone that's home but, you know, you want to get a vibe from us out here. You know, Brentford, you know, normally go to Boreham Wood, you know, and we might go to Adelstone or places like them pre-season. Then we, then, we, then we start to get a little bit better where we start to go to Germany. Like, you know, we did Leipzig, which was honestly was fantastic. I remember going to Leipzig, that tour that we did in Leipzig, Germany. That was a brilliant, 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 you know, weekend. And we also did... Bochum as well when we played Bochum in Germany again brilliant and like those little pre-season tours were like they start to become a bit fun because we start to go a little bit more international but I'm just saying to you also we come over to America which is good because some people can come out there but not everybody can make it out there as well because it's quite a long way away so I'm just, just going around the table here to just find out you know what was your favourite city which was the favourite place that you saw Brentford play Jose uh, honestly I think my favourite city that I've been in is Philadelphia because uh, just a couple instances that just really meant much to me. That's where I met everyone else, really. And uh, yeah, they they brought uh, they brought London to me instead of instead of me going over there. So I think Philadelphia was the best one. Um, I suppose I would say maybe Atlanta because uh, everything was kind of close. Uh, Atlanta's about five five hours from Tallahassee, and uh, you know it had a, kind of a good vibe going on. So maybe uh, Atlanta, I'd say. Um, Stadium-wise, Atlanta, 100%. The, the stadium was amazing, and you would have seen the pictures, I'm sure. The value, you know, the beers, how cheap it was in there, and outside, the food. But um, I think, for me personally, place is DC here. I've absolutely loved it since we've arrived in DC. I think it's an amazing place. And what, what's that doing? I don't know, I just feel, I don't know, it just feels a lot cleaner, but also a lot more... Um, a lot more Englishified. I know how, how, how to explain that. It just feels. I know it's, it's not so much people are on you, and, and that. it just feels a lot freer. Yeah, I'm going to echo Mark there. Like the stadium in Atlanta, I've had the privilege to go to a lot of stadiums across the world in my time, and it's on another level and beyond from anything else I've ever seen. So stadium-wise, I thought that was incredible. But in terms of the city itself, um, I've really, really liked DC. I've managed to kind of get around all the monuments, a couple of museums, been in a few bars, and uh, yeah, it's it's a really, really cool vibe out here. Well, you know, the recreational grounds are Aldershot is always going to have a special place <laughs> in my heart. But um, but Atlanta was um, off the scale stadium-wise. Um, for me, I, th- I think Philly, Philly because of the just the raw excitement still of being being in the being there for the first game and having just arrived and landed in um, New York and having a really good time there and it, it was quite boisterous and it, it was it was a it was a good laugh and we had a really good night and I was really super excited about the train trip 
from from Philadelphia down to Atlanta, which was you know 21 hours or whatever. But but it was you know I'm I'm so glad I did that. Um, so yeah, it was all it was all ahead of me. Um, but looking back, yeah, yeah I, I, I reckon Philly. I reckon Philly was the best one. For me. And, and for me, we were talking city-wise as well. I mean, I only did two of the cities. I didn't do Philly, unfortunately, because I was in Nice in the first weekend, so I missed that one. But I did, I did Atlanta, and I've done um, Chicago. I did Chicago. Did Washington as well. Um, it's interesting because I was really concerned about coming here because I heard that the stadium was out of town, and it was the it, it was the old Washington Redskins Stadium, which I know about big old American football stadium so I was a bit concerned about that I was really looking forward to going to Atlanta and listen we had a great time at Atlanta we got Katie down there she really took care of us we had a right good laugh down there stadium is wicked you know I think that you know um, we um, it, it, we did suffer from playing on a, in a midweek you know in Atlanta where a lot of people even a lot of a lot of Americans didn't come down to Atlanta because they said they couldn't get the time off work because uh, if you don't know in, in, Amer- in America work time is like the amount of holidays you get is like ridiculously small like you know you get like 10 days like you know holiday like if you're lucky and some people might get 15 if they're really really lucky but in general it's really hard to get holidays so a lot of people couldn't get the time off to come down here so there was probably less fans inside the stadium as well um so the vibe was like not quite the same as what it was and i was concerned because like here washington 12 o'clock it's a 12 o'clock kickoff and remember they said the tailgate party started at like 8 15 i'm like i'm not being funny Who's getting there at eight fifteen? Like we were, still, we were still sleeping at eight fifteen after the night we had before, like you know. But we got down to the stadium there, and big tailgate, big vibe. People have come down from New York, from all over the place, LA, stuff like that, inside the stadium. We'll be on the goal, good singing, and I thought it was really good here in DC. I, I, I actually really enjoyed myself. I you thought it's a good one. You reckon the old tailgating down the Great West Road is going to start happening? <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah, we're going to be going to be starting that off, like you know, just coming out of the the, the club shop car park, like you know, and going across to Gunnersbury Park. Across Go, go, go beans, yeah. yeah, go, go bees. That's right. That's right. So listen, yeah, okay. So the favourite city. I'm going to ask you as well because listen, there's a difference between cities and matches. What was the best match for you? I think the best match was definitely the last one. The same. What was that? Uh, Brentford versus Aston Villa. I just think the Thomas Frank came out with a very straightforward plan, very intense, very aggressive which is showed in the goals. Uh, it scored three goals. That's the most goals we scored in a match in, in, on all, the whole tour. So I think, yeah, uh, uh, definitely the last one against us. And favourite match? Um, the one in DC, the one we just had. Sorry, the one in DC, definitely. Uh, I like Jose. I think it was a really good, good team play really, really well. Uh, the Brighton game was a little bit of a... I thought they played well, but just today it just seemed a little bit different. And we got some goals, that's the main thing. We got some goals. Yeah, I think the same thing, uh, same, uh, I'd echo um, uh, what Mark said about uh, today. Uh, I, I think, uh, you know, the other games that really had a hard time finishing, uh, just really had a, re- a really hard time finishing. And uh, I mean, just Josh De Silva's goal today was just absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, yeah, Charter was good. I mean, I think that the, the Brentford showed some glimpses of some, you know, hopefully what we'll see more of uh, this season. Uh, favorite match? I won't. I won't. I won't say the same as everyone else. But I'll say. I'll say the consistency. I've enjoyed all of them. Um, I think. I think we played really good football in, in every single match. I think there's still um, defensive deficiencies. You know, I said in the last podcast. Um, you know, we're, we're all concerned about Flecken's early career form. Um, we're certainly not going to write him off, and we obviously will give him time, and he, he will become the keeper. He hasn't. He hasn't become a bad keeper. He's just. He's learning new, new teammates, new way of playing, um, and, he, and he may be a bit nervous. You know, all, all kind of natural human um, instincts. It's like you know, he's, he's come with a, he's moved, um, and he's got a big price tag on his head as well. So there's a lot, there's a lot of pressure on him. And David Ray is still, still sniffing at his gloves. So um, you know, but the way we've played in every single game, we we've set up to attack, we've set up to make them worry about us. Our, our, our frailties will iron out because we did that all the way last through last season. You know, let's not forget we did six months unbeaten last year. You know, we we can organise those players to um, to be watertight. So I'm not I'm not worried about that. We created more chances than we did last year. 
and that is that's going to be awesome. I'm so looking forward to the season because we are going to take the game to to other teams and we're going to win lots of games. Best match. Uh, I actually, on reflection, listening to everyone else, it was today. I was going to say that it was the Fulham game because I thought he played that with a level of intensity and strength that I would expect of a derby against anybody. But I stayed on and I watched the Villa Newcastle game and I thought Villa were pretty hot, to be fair. Um, and today, I think we made them look pretty kind of inconsequential apart from a 15 minute period where we forgot that we were playing football and players were out of position and you know we've talked about other issues around the keeper and so on but you could see that like you know maybe Villa went from being you know kind of hot and really kind of on it to today being not so good whereas we've gone from being decent to having a bit of a meh performance against Brighton to actually looking a lot more ready for the season than we were two games ago so I think today is probably my my highlight of it and for me I mean I, had to, I actually still haven't seen the Fulham match I recorded it obviously I was on a plane I think when it, when, when it was played so I haven't so it's only the, the Atlanta match against Brighton and this match and, for, and, and the match to me obviously is the Villa game for me I thought it was really it, tell you something it was, a, it was good fun I just enjoyed it there's lots of goals there's lots of excitement there's mistakes there's all that kind of stuff Brentford played I thought they played really well particularly in the second half the first half yesterday they switched off they scored some great goals there were some really good goals even from Villa when Villa scored them goals we just turned around and just nodded to each other and just said fair play you know what I'm saying when the geezer runs all the way through our defence yeah you're annoyed at that because it's a friendly not so bad but you've got to say fair play so they scored some great goals so I thought for me that was the best match for me I'm going to ask you and I'm just going to go around and just put if anyone's got a funniest funniest moment on, and it doesn't have to be on the pitch it could just be for the, for the week that we've had here as well any funny moments at all that you can remember I, I tell you what I, there's been I, it, it comes to me in a minute but I would say for the first week of my time here, I, I haven't stopped laughing. I just didn't stop laughing. I think probably, I probably meeting Jose on the train to properly on the train down to uh, Atlanta. That was my funny moment. We, we just like the just just like childish banter. It, it's, it's been constant. I, I, literally, I was giggling for the first week of, I was here. It's, it's, it's like I've regressed several decades um, and it's been, it's been good for my soul. Um, but yeah, I, I, when, you know, let's, let's name check, you know, Jimmy and Lou and, you know, the, the first wave and puns when they were here in New York, we had a great time. Then Lewis and then like, obviously Billy, you met us down in Atlanta after the train. It's been one laugh after another. So yeah, it's, it's been a constant giggle. Yeah. Caleb. So, um, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Mr. Whelan has got to 115 beers on this trip, which is 116 beers, sorry, on this trip. In his quest for beers, he decided to take us to a, uh, what we thought was like a Brooklyn brewery, kind of, you know, interesting New York kind of cool thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's a Bronx brewery. And we're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go to the Bronx brewery. We're going to Bronx brewery. He takes us into a shopping centre next to like the Uniqlo and the H&M and there's, all, there's about 10 of us there all sitting around going like, oh yeah, this is great, in a shopping centre in the bar with our Bronx Brewery. It was like going to Westfield, we come like a seven hour flight to go and sit in Westfield and all their faces are completely stoned, apart from, apart from Mark who's uh, getting his like 30th and 40th beer in after two days and uh, I had to say that, that was pretty funny and uh, you know what, like maybe we need more breweries in shopping centres in there. Uh, in, in, in the UK, we don't. But yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say, I mean, funniest, fun, it was really a funniest moment for me. But we, we, we did, we did have a couple of moments where we, we were a little bit confused because America is, is the land of customer service, and, we, and we've had some terrible, terrible customer service, some terrible. And we went to there's one bar we went to in Atlanta, which was on the next level. It was like I mean, we got a name check it because it was the Irish bar. What's it called? McGinty's Mians, Mians Irish Bar. I'm going to tell you. If you ever go to Atlanta, don't go there. Don't, do not ever, ever, ever go into that place. Can we say that Dave Lane made the lady cry, the waitress cry. Can we say that? <laughs> let's, let's, let's just say that, that, we, 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 that yeah. as customers, we were uh, we, we we did kind of uh, we had a little bit of a we had a few things to say in that place, but it was one of those situations where you you were going, hold on, what's going on? You know, like when you turn around and and like like the the, the waiters. Well, for a start, they don't—they they don't know that you're there, 
and then then they won't acknowledge and then they won't let you sit where you want to sit and then and then all of a sudden there's like there's too little seats or there are too many seats where you're sitting it's hard to describe on a podcast here all the all the petty little things i mean we laugh me and laney talk about because we're really petty and we love petty things you know what i'm saying but when it when it's reversed and all of a sudden you go into a bar and they're being really petty on you when you're just sitting there trying to have a find a beer it's not really happening so it kind of escalated so much like you know what i'm saying <laughs> it, 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 it tried my legendary patience <laughs> And as you know, ladies' patience is very, very short, and it, and it, and it was all over. And, and we were very worried, like, you know, that that police car that we met out, that we saw outside the ground, which we've never seen a police car like it before. It was like blacked out. It was a stealth black. It was like something out of Night Rider. Like you know what I'm saying, it really, honestly, it was a next level. We thought that police, we, yeah, we, we, yeah, we're going to post that police car up on Twitter or something like that. But yeah, that police car we thought was going to be swinging its way around to us in this and, and escorting us out of this bar. But this bar was, uh, but. It's probably not a funny bit. It's probably what you're talking about. I need to move on, actually. My, my, no, funny, no. Thing bit, my funny thing bit is, so when Louis and Jim, puns, Louis, me and Laney, there were six of us in an Airbnb in somewhere in New York, um, and we were, we were going out for the whole day. We ended up in Staten Island, went to a baseball match in Staten Island. Christmas Day baseball match, amazing. But every song we were singing, we put Charlie Good in it. And we, got, we get to Philadelphia on a train journey. The short train journey, not the long train journey. And um, we get to Philadelphia, go up to the Rocky Steps, and um, and the Newcastle team are all walking down. They've come out for a walk. They're not a walk. They came out in a mini. They came out in their coaches. The Brentford team had come out from a walk from their hotel. So we turn around. It's Brentford team and Charlie Good. So we start singing Charlie Good. And uh, Chris Adger, he started the songs. Charlie Good song, didn't he? It was brilliant. It was so funny. Real good timing. Real good timing. That's good. I was actually, I've got to say one other thing as well. If, if you're Brentford fans out there. Anyone knows this, you know, if you're going up to, like, say, for example, in an away game and you go up to Newcastle and then you go out to Newcastle, you stay in your B&B, you come out in the morning, you walk by the, you know, you walk by the waterfront, you walk down there and all of a sudden you see somebody with a Brentford shirt, you just go past them, you say, you beast, and they go, you beast, and then you walk off. Yeah. No, no, no other conversation, you just say, you beast, you beast, and that's it. You beast, and then you walk off. That's kind of like kind of what you do. Funny, coming over here in Washington in America in particular in Washington we're there on the subway all of a sudden it's like you know you're always sort of looking out and you see somebody in a red and white shirt you think that's alright we saw this guy kid and as he come past us you go you beast and he looked at us nervously you went you beast and he looked even more started looking at his phone you know what I'm saying and he went you bees. then he started walking faster and we were like walking after him he's like you bees. six you bees, right there was absolutely no interest whatsoever no response whatsoever. obviously has got no idea about the you bees and the nod of your head scenario yeah talking about that um, I was in uh, Georgetown yesterday I had a few beers in a bar called Sovereign which is probably one of the best bars I've ever been to and I'm walking down see a guy in one of the blue away shirts and I'm like oh you red CBs look up it's Matthew Benham and his family <laughs> and I'm literally like oh you right, Matthew and he's like yeah yeah and he's like oh you've been out all week and he's like yeah you had a good time he's like yeah and I was like See you later. And he's like, he's off going for dinner with his family. And it's like, I don't think there's any other football club where I could turn up and be in the, not in the middle of nowhere, but be in like Washington, D.C., walk along, see your owner in a Brentford shirt and just go, hello, shake your hand and then go over. It's, uh, it's, quite, a, uh, it's quite a very specific and wonderful thing about Brentford Football Club. Which is all good. So listen, just going around, we've been on tour. We've been here for, like I said, a week. Brentford have played, they've got new players, they've got new systems, um, they've played in stadiums that, you know, that has been amazing, you've got the cities that have been amazing. What I want to know is that coming on this American tour now, I know some of you are American, some of you are English, what is one thing that you found out that you did not know before you came on this tour? Is anybody here that found that's one thing that you didn't know before at all? Anybody, just go around, go around, at all? Uh, the Americans, obviously, you know, it's Premier League football, so this, there's thousands and thousands of them here, and they cheer any attack, whoa, any miss, oh, doesn't matter what team it is, what shirt they're wearing, hey, there's a picture going around with a guy in a Chelsea shirt with a go bees <laughs> it's just like that, it just want goals, 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 that's all they want, goals, goals, goals. Just for goals. And I'll take this. I'll, I'll take the difference on that one, where I think that I've been really surprised by, and I think you touched on it earlier, Laney, that like a lot of the people that we've met who have been like in Brentford shirts and in Brentford kits have been like the opposite of that. You've got the guys in the stadium who've generally been in Chelsea shirts. You've just gone like they'll cheer whatever's happening. When you see someone in a Brentford shirt. 
they'll like know as much or more as, than we do and they'll be talking about formation statistics they'll be like you know passionate they'll kind of be you know sort of self-replicating they'll be friendly and um, I think that's kind of slightly surprised me and that I didn't realize there'd be so many people who actually were Brentford fans and that you know knew what was going on and were kind of passionate about the club like we are but but from afar in, in a really authentic way I didn't realise it was possible to spend £20 on a tin of beer in the football stadium. Um, but it was, it was 8.9%. And uh, it, it was, an, yeah, it was a lot. It's very expensive here. Um, you've, got to be, you've got to be a bit careful. You've got to be aware. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's been worth every penny, I'd say. Uh, for me, uh, as I said earlier... Uh, it was a whole learning trip with the Brentford, uh, every, all the fans. Uh, I've only seen them on uh, television on Peacock every morning. Every 4, 4 a.m. I was up watching. But the, what I said with that they brought London to me was that they literally, literally like, from the stadium, I felt like some, at some points I felt like I was in the stadium with them. They were teaching me all the chants. They were, I, I knew some of them from hearing them on TV, and it was just uh, insane to just be like, there with them chanting them along when I, I'm usually the one the only one in my bedroom chanting them in the morning <laughs> and for me I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a bit of an educationalist tip actually um, something that, yeah yeah listen you know because again um, if you don't know I mean I travel a lot as you know obviously with Brentford but I also travel a lot of England and part of the reason why I travel with England is not because necessarily I want to see England play but it's another excuse for you to see different parts of the world so you know one doesn't go to Kazakhstan just for the sake of it you know what I'm saying so you go to Kazakhstan to eat cheesy cheese you know cheesy a squeezy cheesy stringy cheese that's it you know what I'm saying or the times I've been to South Africa or go over to Japan the reason you do it because you want to go to them places and football becomes the excuse so this is actually really great is then we'd use this excuse to go to Atlanta which I've never been to before but if, if it wasn't for Brentford I still wouldn't have gone to Atlanta so it's great that I've gone down there as well and also coming down to Washington which I've been to many many times before but what I didn't and I learned today I learned a little bit more about the American flag because we went to the Smithsonian Museum as well and I learned a lot more about American history I learned about the Star Spangled Banner where it came about you know the battles you know um, you know obviously the, the American Civil War but knowing a little bit even more about the American Civil War and about the War of Mexico and about the Indian and, and a lot of stuff about American history and okay, the irony obviously me coming from England even though maybe you know where my family had come from it probably doesn't quite match with what happened in the American Civil War because they wouldn't have been part of that lot because they would have been over in Africa but that's another story altogether you know what I'm saying but yeah but learning about that went to there from the, I think was really interesting so that's one of the things where football has actually brought me over to be more, a little bit more educated about another country we went to the Martin Luther King Museum the, you know the, the Museum of Civil Rights which was like so moving like it was incredible you know that what, all this has happened in our and this is in Atlanta it's in Atlanta all, but all of this has happened in our lifetime you know there was you know segregation on public transport in the south of America um, and and the, the struggles and the sacrifices, the violence, the you know the non the non-violent confrontation, um, it, it it was a real emotional eye opener. And yeah. to have this wrapped up in um, you know your 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 own team, it was uh, you know it's, that's what made the trip. Yeah, in the Smithsonian, they had like the. Um the counter from the diner where they did the protest where they had the sit-in where they were like we're not going to be you know we're not going to accept being segregated in a diner and the fact that like they've managed to like kind of hold that and it's in the same place as the Star Spangled Banner to allude what you were talking to before like the original one it is quite you know it's quite something to say that these guys have kind of got those two sides of America in the same place and that was quite moving and interesting as well yeah, I, I agree with you. It's been quite enlightening, some of the stuff I've done outside of the football and learned a lot more about this place. So, yeah, interesting. I mean, we've talked about, you know, lots of things here, but I just want to ask you, I mean, we've had great fun here. Listen, some things are, are, are brilliant. People, organisations brilliant, but sometimes you think, mm, hold on a second, you need to sort this out. And I'm just wondering, you know, not being negative here, but we're just saying, if, you know, if this is a feedback form, right, and somebody said, look, you know, if we, we've done this event and we're going to do another one next year, what do you think that they could have done better? Laney? It's probably two things I'd say. Um, the first first thing I'd say is they they should have arranged the Brentford fans being together way better. Um, I know Brentford didn't do the tickets for this. They didn't organise the tickets for this. So they, they, they all say nothing to do with us, but it's something to do with someone. But, you know, there was Brentford fans who just didn't know where, where which section to buy tickets. And some of our crew 
Um, they were up in, some were up in the gods at one end of the stadium, some were behind the goal, some were to the right. And we're we, trying to make noise and we, it's, yeah, it's difficult. It's about, it's about creating an atmosphere. So there's, that needs to be done better for sure. And the other thing I'd say um, is probably three days too long. We, they could have played the games probably in just over a week rather than 10 days. Um, and that would have been that, that that probably would have been better. And, and to, to have done that, they probably would have had to make the travelling distances less. I, I think Atlanta was probably a bit of a curveball. They probably could have played three games along the uh, down, along the east coast uh, way easier. They could, probably could have played, you know, into New a game in New York, a game in Philly, and a game in Miami. And we, we could have flown into New York and flown out of Miami, and you could have probably done that. The, the logistics probably would have been easier. I should not say I haven't loved what I've done, but I think you know more people probably could have done more of it. I think on my side, um, and you mentioned Miami there, but I think that would have been impossible. And uh, I think the only thing for me is like it probably would have been better to play the games in the evening. Um, we've had two games so far where they've been kind of like midday or early afternoon. I think from a footballing perspective having them at like 5 and 7.30. Atlanta, for anyone who isn't aware, was an air-conditioned stadium, which was insane, and the roof was closed. But I think having them move towards the evening would have been a better option. Um, it would have clashed with the MLS a little bit more. It might would have, might have clashed with some baseball and so on, but it would have been best from a football perspective. I'm not saying right or wrong. That would have been 12 or 1 o'clock. 12 or 1 o'clock in the morning in England, though. Yeah, but let's be realistic. Like, this isn't about... And you know, not being I am being a bit cynical in here, and it's you know not me being kind of disrespectful at home and so on. This is clearly about the Premier League expanding their brand and expanding the you know viability of their TV deal, which whether we like it or not, is what provides us the money to give us the players that we can spend twenty, thirty million pounds on a player, and. It's about improving the viability of the TV deal in the biggest market, the most high-value market, which is the US. And, you know, yet you can argue the rights or wrongs of that, but realistically, if it's about having a strong sporting contest and a strong fan experience, doing them in the evening when it's not going to be punishing to be outside, at, you know, you know, we were talking about 40-degree heat in the daytime at some points, probably makes it a better product for the American fans. And realistically we are part of that world now whether we like it or not and if we want to be a sustainable football club that is what we're going to have to kind of accept partly being while still trying to keep our character so I would have done it in the evening um, I would echo the ticketing was a bit of a nightmare but um, here in DC um, I think it was not ideal because the DC stadium is so far away from everything um, I think you know like in Philly I'd heard I didn't go to Philly I'd heard that, you know, because Philly was closer to, you know, the stadium, Atlanta definitely, because I was in Atlanta, you know, the fact that Atlanta's closer to, you know, the restaurants, pubs, that kind of thing. So you can kind of do the restaurant, pub thing, walk to the stadium, go back, that kind of thing. So, I mean, you know, maybe taking that into consideration in your uh, logistics, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because today's game, um, I got the, the train in, the subway in on my own, the metro on my own. Went to the stadium, uh, the station, sorry, the, the, in Landover. Come out the stage station, and there was me, four people, and a football field car lot completely empty. It was like I was waiting for the dust bites to go flying by. <laughs> you had to get an Uber, which I thought it should have been a bit nearer, nearer town today. Yeah, yeah. Cho it was a long way out cho today. Choosing kind of the more downtown stadiums, I think, is. Uh, is a good thing and I think it makes it more of a day again you know if we're talking about it as uh, being cynical as a product you know having that kind of experience and also if you are going to come over here Philly's like a 15 minute journey um, to downtown um, and it's, it's just a lot easier whereas like you know with Landover having to get out there kind of come back it's still not the worst but yeah it, it, it's in the suburbs it's a bit different I'm going to say something and this is not, I'm not having to go at you it's personal no, as well not, but, yeah. what, but what I would say is that I think that when we start talking about things about pro listen I'm a marketing person but when you start saying talking about products and content and love there's people like that that is straight out of the marketing um, 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 you know boardroom right and it doesn't make it sound like football and I think that we should actually really veer away from saying things like product because what it does is that this, this is the side of talk that people it alienates fans from football companies as well. And if we start talking like that, it means that we're almost like saying, not saying we've been brainwashed, but it means like we're in, in their kind of world. And I think it's more, it's almost, it's more a case of saying, listen, 
at the end of the day, ground was too far out and we should have played it, you know, somewhere else. And that is more to the point rather than the product. But this is, I'm no. just, I'm not, I'm not having to go at you. I'm just saying that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think we have to be careful about the, the, the words that we use. Yeah, and I take that on board 100% that you're right. And I think maybe the way to frame it is more like what would be the better thing for the players, for the football and ultimately for the fans as well. Is it the case that like, would the games be better and more competitive if they were at 5pm um, you know, rather than being at midday I think they would have been because the players would have been able to play not in extreme heat uh, you know would it have been more interesting yeah uh, so maybe it's better to look at it that way rather than thinking about it in terms of the because uh, yeah, I think what, what spurred me to say that was you talking about the fans at home ultimately for me the thing that's good about this whole tour is that we've played three teams that we'd hope to be relatively close to in the league this season and that's a really strong pre-season against three very good sides who play good football the strongest preseason strongest we've ever pre-season had. Strongest we've ever had. And also the fact is like Emery's got Villa playing much better with the squad that they've got. They've underachieved for a while. Regrettably, part of that was under Smith, who I had a lot of time for. But, you know, Fulham, I hate to admit it, play good football. And Bryson, we know, play good football. If those had been later in the evening, maybe that would have been a better test for us. So <laughs> I think maybe I'll, I'll concede that point where the language I was using wasn't completely language, right. It's but just, just it's saying, more yeah. about... No, it's not, you, can, you can still have a point where you're like, your point is right. It's more about like, what's the most that we can get out of this from a footballing perspective. And from a footballing perspective, maybe not playing at midday in that heat is the right thing to do because we'll never play like that at home. Just coming back to Brentford now, I'm going to ask you, and this is just one person there. Now, because sometimes you might say, oh, three or four or five I want to know what one player surprised you the most in this whole tour for Brentford hands up first anyone Laney uh, Key Lewis Potter um, I, I, absolutely I've I, I said that I, I called him wrong no, not called him wrong but I was probably a, a little bit impatient with KLP I, I didn't see the height um, but what I've seen now where he's had a year of getting to getting to used to our club um, he's got over his injury uh, and he, he looks incredibly fast and you know it's been a couple of times where he's knocked the ball one side of the defender and he's gone the other way he could have had a couple of goals I mean I, I, I think Weiss's goal in the first game um, uh, at Philly that KLP was you know his header was probably going to go in anyway and then today, he's, he's taken that superb shot, which has come back off the bar. And, um, you know, um, and uh, Baptista's you know, knocked it in eventually. But, um, you know, I, I think that all came from a bit of brilliance from, from KLP. And I, you know, I just hope that we see, I, I think he will start. I think he is our new left winger. He is the new side Ben Rama. And, you know, I, I want to see him play there the whole season you know he'll have some he'll have some poorer games he'll have some brilliant games but in each match judging what I've seen you know he, he looks electric anyone else yeah. um, so I I wouldn't say like a complete surprise but I thought that Michael Olakigbe got a lot of game time um, he's obviously been in the B team and uh, I've seen him play a couple of times in the B team and he's looked really kind of electric and he's scored some excellent goals and he's been really strong against players that are of a similar kind of level at him at the moment other B teams other youth teams but to see him get game time and look 
as he does in the B team amongst the other first team players playing football that you know interlinks perfectly with the other first team players that are in there and you know doing well and not kind of having any sort of fear in big stadiums against you know really good sides has been really really good I think that the um, the B team is obviously a really important part of the football club and uh, you know it was great for Ole Kigbe in particular to score uh, the goal that he did against Man City which was an absolute screamer in the Robert Rowan game and uh, yeah I think that you know if Rob's looking down he'll be you know unbelievably proud of the fact that players are coming through the system that he created and able to just slot into the first team in this situation and do so well so complete credit to all the guys set up there and obviously ultimately to Rob as well Anybody else? Anyone else? Anyone else? Um, just on today I thought Yarmolek was brilliant when he came on today I love these his enthusiasm he was quick and I hadn't seen that before so I thought it was really good uh, I agree with uh, Laney when he said that King Lewis Potter was the best one, uh, or best uh, improved, I would say, from the last time I saw him play. But uh, I'm not going to, uh, my second, the second one and uh, really confirmed that he's a top player has been me. He just, today, especially against the Villa game, he was tackling, going into tackles 100%. He was stopping plays. He was... There was like five instances where they easily could have gotten a goal if it wasn't for Ben Me. So just Ben Me has still top players, still, yeah, he still knows how to communicate the backline and everything. And, and for me, I'm just going to briefly, I mean, you talk about Olakik Bay as well. And for me as well, I thought he was brilliant. I mean, he was the one player that surprised me because I'll be honest with you, I. I hadn't, I haven't seen him as much. We were big team experts back in the day, but admittedly, like you know, with life matters and all this kind of stuff, I haven't seen big team as much as I had to have heard about him. But when I saw the, it's not only that, the fact that he was given so much game time both in Atlanta and here, um, in in Washington. And listen, the, the guy's only 18 years old. And he didn't care. And it's one of those ones where I was thinking that's that when we had B teams player coming through who were 18 years old before, I remember people like Jake Reeves and all these players that were coming through, you thought they were brilliant, you thought they were fantastic and they were in our side. But looking at where he is at compared to them, he's on the next level. He's taking on wicked Aston Villa players, like they're doubling up on him and he doesn't care, he's still taking them on. Like there's no fear and you're sort of thinking when you're 18 like that, you have got no fear. And yes, he'll make mistakes, but other times he's slipping through them, putting the ball into the middle. And I'm thinking, this is going to be quite exciting because if they've got him on the bench, if they think he's good enough to have on the bench, he's almost like going to be a wild card for us because we'll be bringing him on and people will be like going, what the hell's, what the hell's going on here? We've got no idea. So he could be like a new signing. So for me, I was very excited about having him in the team. What else have we got here? What else have we got here? What else have we got here? I'm going to ask a question. Uh, oh, right. So what, I'm going to ask you, what have you learnt about Brentford from this tour, anybody? Hands up first, Laney. We're we're season ready, I think. Um, we we I we, we we still have frailties at the back, and we have we have got a, a we have an elephant in the room goalkeeping situation to sort out. But they will sort it out between now and the Tottenham match. We've got we've got a game against Lille, which we know is a very closely matched, um, uh, well arranged game where you've got the 19th team in the world versus the 20th team in the world on the Benham chart. Um, Justice League. Justice League. Um, and we'll, we'll have a really good match there. And again, the result doesn't really matter, but um, it, I think in my head, I think I know the lineup for that game. We're going to talk about that later. Knowing that now. So, no, no, we're, but, but I, I say um, Thomas Frank will know his team are season ready. Anybody else? Anybody else? Yeah, yeah. I'll go on. I, go on. You go, Jose. Go, go. Uh, I think that another elephant in the room uh, that I've noticed off, just based off of three, these three matches, I play striker personally, so I noticed this, but there's no one really to finish the goals, to be honest. There's no one lurking like like a, Ivan Tony is. He's always there. He's always there to push it in. There was a couple instances. I think there was one in uh, against Villa today where they sent a screamer across across the six-yard box and nobody was there to tap it in or finish it. And uh, Tony's usually the one there to finish it. And I just think we just need to maybe focus on, like, Shade and make him, like, a specific striker role because he's tall, he's got the lengths, he's got the speed. So I just think that maybe developing one of our own players until Tony comes back, it would be good for both the future and the, the club. Yeah, I think for me, one thing I've learned is that we feel like we're getting there in terms of strength and depth. We've had um, 
players like Damsgaard, who uh, looked a lot stronger and a lot more physical and a lot more capable than he has done in the last season. Looks like he's returning and looking good. Baptiste, again, looks stronger than he has been. We've had a good sort of sense in that. So players that have been, Lewis Potter as well as a few of us have mentioned, players that we felt have been injured have actually been coming into the force. So we might have a you know, a, a sort of bigger pool of players to draw upon. I think last season, one of the few challenges we had, which is insane to say, is that the reason we probably missed Europe was that we had a few games where we had like a run of five or six games. And on that seventh game, we just looked so tired and knackered. We didn't have anyone to come in. This year, it feels like we might have the depth to do that. You know, even forgetting the fact that we haven't mentioned Collins, the new signing, Goddinson even or whatever. And like, that we've got two sets of centre-backs now and everyone looks like they're fit and capable and ready. So it feels like our depth is... Is a lot stronger than it has been before. I think that's the key thing that I've learned versus last season's preseason and going into it. So fingers crossed if everyone can stay fit, outstanding the two centre forward and goalkeeper elephants in the room, we look like we're in a really good place from that perspective. Yeah. I think, and I'm just thinking about it. What I've learned, what I've learned from this is that I think that we are. Um, uh, it's listen, we're little, we're little old Brentford. We're not quite proud of that. But then I've gone out there and I was thinking. Uh, so we've come of age a little bit because we've gone out there and uh, I didn't think that we uh, we looked really that phased, right? Mm. You know, normally we used to come out, we'd be, you know, like, especially even first season in the Premier League, we're like a little bit phased. You go to all these big stadiums, we're phased. And when we're, you know, maybe playing in the cup, we looked a bit phased. But we turned out there and, uh, and we looked like we were like kind of like born to be there yeah like you know we're playing all these big teams and we're like kind of born to be there and, and for me that was kind of quite nice but it was also a little bit scary so I, I think in that respect I think what I learned is that with us being there and with the team that we've got which I think were very capable and also the other thing is that you know we lost against Fulham then we didn't score any goals against Brighton but then all of a sudden against Aston Villa you know we we, you know, we, we put in you know Sharder and we flipped a few things around we looked very good it's almost like we've got a you look we've got a game plan you know mm. what I'm saying it's like you know it, it was, listen they didn't care about the losses but they had to kind of work things out so we've got a game plan it's almost like we know where we're going and I think that became a lot clearer after this this third game the first first game we lost against Fulham I didn't see so I don't know second game I was like oh okay we played quite well we didn't score but by the third game I was thinking actually I actually am not worried now anymore. And it's almost like Thomas Frank, again, he knows exactly what we need. And we kind of like, it's almost like we had it all plotted up. And we should have got a win today. We didn't get the win, but it didn't really, didn't really matter. So for me, my whole thing is that I'm saying that I think that the fears that I may have, maybe I should just kind of just calm down a little bit because I think that they kind of, they kind of know what they're doing. And I think I learned a little bit more from that on this tour. There's, there's still something about us, you know. There's, there's still, you know, if you're looking for identity and a, and, a, and a football DNA, you know, you, you'd say that we contribute. Although we might have finished bottom, we, we contributed. It's the bottom of the summer series, that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah we finished. We, we contributed so much to this still. Um, you know, if, if you look at the way we play. You know, it was it was it was because we experimented. We actually experimented probably more than most of the teams here did. You know, if I look at the Brighton game in particular, Brighton seemed to be really happy to just go for, try and go for their, their nil-nil philosophy and then hit, hit on the break and and get their goal. I, mean, I know they're I know they're a really good team, but they they, they let us do all the attacking and they they were being a bit more tactical. We 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 seem to be a bit a little bit less tactical. And just literally, Kevin Keegan. We went to we went for the jugular. We went to attack, and I and I think we just know that that is that is our uh, that's our biggest power. We can you know people will people still snort when you say XG, but it is about creating great chances, and we we created great chances in all of those games, and we won't we won't stop doing that. Yes. Still reflections, reflections on the US summer tour. Like I said, you were sitting here in a bar in Washington on 14th Street. It's in the Kingfisher Bar, a little dive bar as well. Nice vibes, actually. Lots of good popcorn, lots of beers. No draft beer, actually. It's probably the only place I've been to that has not no draft beer, but lots of different beers in cans, which is all good. But anyway, just coming back to um, the question, I'm going to ask you, um, look, the transfer window is not closed. Yes, as Brentford have done, they went in early this season and they bought a couple of players early and then it's been a little bit quiet. As you know, and we talk about this a lot on the podcast, everyone gets really upset because we haven't signed three million players by this time. But as you know, the club would much prefer 
if our transfer window was just one week. If the transfer window is a week, it's a complete nonsense that it, it's, it's strung out for three months because what's the point? Because everyone just messes people about. If you concentrate it in one week, then you can get your business done and you can go about your business. But that's the way it is. So it's probably going to be towards the end of August before we'll see some activity and it'll probably be the last 48 hours again where you're going to see a flurry of activity happening. But I'm just going to ask you, I'm going to go around the table here, seeing this tour here today, where do you think needs strengthening? Any hands up? Any, any, any hands up at all? Laney? Um, I think um, CDM. I, I'm, there's still a question mark over... You know, I know Christian Norgard's not been here because he's on paternity leave. I know he's still a, a, a kid. I think there's still a little bit of a um, fragility issue with Christian Norgard. He's, he's, he, 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 tend, he seems to get an injury, a lengthy injury every season. And obviously, you know... Um, you know, none of us are getting any younger. So I think there's like a, the next Christian Norgard. I think um, um, Yanelt's done a really good one. Okay, and, and I think you've just got one because we have to go around the table. Okay, well. yes. So, CDM and probably a striker. But you've just you've got two. You've just stolen. You've just. Stolen. I just say to me, I can't <laughs> <say to me. laughs> you just said thief. Stole as well. Right, go, let's go. Mm. So. I think it's an interesting one, and uh, it depends on who leaves, I guess, and who might be leaving. I think that there are. Two... I'm, I'm not saying what you saw out there. Where do we need strengthening? We need a goalkeeper and a centre forward. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We can only have one. Right. So which one are you going to go for? Because we've got to go around the table. We can come back later. Quick, quick, come on. All right, we need, let, let's go for a centre forward where I think that Sharda maybe is more wide, Wissers maybe more wide. Tony's absence is obvious despite the outstanding performances we've seen. And yeah, that would be my my thing at the moment, would be a would be a centre forward and I look forward to something else saying goalkeeper. Oh. Leading on to what are you two? So um and and come. Um, I think we need cover up front, definitely. You know, we're scoring the goals. I'm worried about that. When Tony comes back, it's not going to be what, January? Is it right? Cliff Crown said January. So, you know, we need cover for that, I think. I think the rest of the players on the field, I think we're great. I think we're covered. We're not going to go and buy loads and loads of players. We're not going to do a Nottingham Forest and buy a load and load of players. I think we've got the players already in what we want. We just need that cover up front. Okay, I'll go ahead and take the, the goalkeeper thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, Flecken, I, I think he's got, you know, distribution's brilliant. Uh, but I do think that, you know, he's he's had a, ho a slow start. And uh, so, I mean, I know that Raya had a slow start when he was here. So, you know, that I mean, there's room for improvement. But, I mean, maybe in the instance that maybe things don't go as well as you might think over the first four or five matches, maybe you might have someone in reserve. So, you know. Oh, oh sorry, 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 sorry. So I'm not quite. Okay, so this question. So are you saying that we buy another goalkeeper? Because Flecken cost us like 11 million pounds. I'm just saying. So you're saying actually Flecken? No, we're going to buy another goalkeeper. Is that what you're saying? Well, this, the 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 transfer window doesn't end till the end of August, right? So what is that? Like three matches into the season? So maybe three matches into the season, you see how things are going. And then make I'm asking you from now from this guy because you're sitting on the fence here. I, I, I am. I, I'm not going to get off the fence. I'm going to stay on the fence, firmly on the fence on that one. Okay. Um, and, and, any any other thoughts? Um, where do we where do Brevin need to strengthen? <laughs> striker position. We need a, they need a striker. They need someone to score goals. Uh, I think the. Brian and Boomer and Yoisa do a great job scoring goals from the outside, as we've seen in uh, as we've seen in games. But they need someone to set them up to be able to score those goals on the outside. Like Ivan Tony with the flicks he had, and Brian and Boomer with the run-ins he had. They need they need a striker. And uh, but yeah, other than that, we need a, a bit more depth in the outside back positions, especially uh, left back. I believe it is behind right back, right back because. They they have they have quality players. They just need a bit more, like one one or two more. Any other thoughts? Any other thoughts at all? No, I mean you know we you're talking about you know if you're going back to the actual bare bones of the question, yes. based on what you've seen out there, where yes. where are we lacking? Yes. Then you know I, I'm 
Yeah, yes, we do have a question mark over the goalkeeper. We're not going to go and buy another goalkeeper. You know, I don't think we are. I, you know, so um, we do. We pro- we do need a, a succession plan for Ivan Tony anyway, because he may. We can have the same situation as we're having with Raya with Ivan Tony this time next season. Um, you know, will he run his contract down? Is he going to extend his contract to, to make up for the time he's been banned? All that's all that's unknown. Will he come back um, and be as prolific as he was when he went? You know, I, I think he will be. Um, so let's not ever forget that we've got him to come back into our team at some stage this season. But yeah, you know, I think we give Sharda the number nine jersey, or you know, or technically whatever the number nine position is. Um, and if it's not working, fire the end of August we got we got time to go into the market and buy a striker I don't I, I, I think they've already I think they've got all this covered Bill yeah I, I honestly they it's like a chessboard out there they they they, they, they know all this you know and I, what who's trap cover uh, no I, I think that you know Phil Giles and, and Matt and you know and, and, and all of them will know where where there's like opportunities and where there's deficiencies. You know, there's always a is a perennial left back cover issue. There's never been proper cover for for Rico Henry. There still isn't really. Yeah, like that, that was going to be my shout. I was yeah. going to say that actually left because I'll just say today we uh, there's a little trial where we put um um we, we put Hickey out on the left and the interesting thing is that Hickey was actually a left back before he, he joined us at, 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 over in Italy. He actually played on the left back so. When he came over and played on the right, I was a little bit confused, to be quite honest with you. But then him playing on the left today, he he, he struggled he's a little no, bit. He's no Rico Henry. You know what I'm saying it wasn't at all, and it was quite it was quite it was quite bad actually. You know what I'm saying? So we're just thinking, oh, because we thought oh, we could just slip him into left back when we need to, but it's actually not as simple as that. So that's the one position for me. I'm thinking, you know, if we need to strengthen, maybe we might need to strengthen in that area and, still. And, 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 you know, he's no Mads Roslev either at times. You know, Mads Roslev, I, 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 you know, I know we're going to go on to starting line-up, but Mads Roslev is my starting right-back. You know, I, 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 he's done nothing wrong, and he always performs at the highest level in the toughest games. And he's come through these three matches, and he looks like our... He looks like our first name on the sheet at right back. Um, one more thing to build on that is like, I'd say that we've played probably what, like 20 odd players, maybe a little bit more. No one's looked out their depth, even like the B teamers or the new new first teamers. Nobody's looked out their depth. Nobody looked like they didn't know what was going on in terms of the way we're playing, how we're doing things. They all look well drilled, well instructed. They look fit. My only challenge is like Flecken's clearly not kind of aware of his command of the box yet and his ability to kind of like clock things out um, in terms of like long range shots and so on. I don't watch the Bundesliga, so I can't tell you how it compares to that. But one thing is, is like, you know, all these things that we're talking about here, I don't think it's necessarily a criticism of any individual player or a need to kind of say, oh, you know, this is bad. It's just like these would be like nice to have so we could get more. Um, and I think that's a really good thing to take away from this is that we played three very good Premier League sides and we brought on a lot of players, some of whom we don't play for Brentford normally and we were actually, you know, we all looked capable, we all looked like we had a system, they knew what they were doing. So, positive in that sense. Right, so let's, let's come down to it and this might have to be like, uh, it's no point doing this individually. I think we need to do this as a group, right? We've seen this time, we're over in the US, Freezer played their games, we've seen some new players play, we've seen some old players play, we've seen some players come in, we've seen Thomas Frank pull players in and out, you know. So we've got a vibe as to kind of what's going down. Um, what I'm going to ask the question, no? Can I, can I suggest that we do a show of hands on the goalkeeper? Okay, no, just, we, could, just, we could do it whichever way we want to do, but it's, it's, it's all going to be a discussion for every single one of these ones, you know what I'm saying? So we're going to start position by position, right, we're going to be going through. And we're going to be picking the starting eleven, the team that you think should be, stroke will be starting against Tottenham Hotspur on Sunday the was it the thirteenth of uh, of uh, Sunday the thirteenth of August. And I'm going to start off with the goalkeeper. So goalkeeper, what goalkeeper do you think is going to be starting? Go goalkeeper. Do you feel? Flecken. Flecken. Fred's gone. Flecken. David Raya, if he's still here. Raya, if he's still here. Uh, David Rayer, if he's still here, I have to say. So it's three on Rayer and three on Frecken. So how do we do this now? Because obviously it's split down the middle. No, you know I'm saying Rayer, if he's still here, but Flecken, if he's not. Okay, well, so uh, okay, so it's going to be at the moment. It's going to be David Rayer. Obviously, if David Rayer goes, we've got no other choice but to play Frecken. So people, uh, 
I I would probably go with Strakosia ahead of Flacken on the couple. Because you, you just thought you were on your own, so it's not going to be Again, David Raya is still the best goalkeeper we have yes. on our books. Yes. So he, so he has to play because yes, these are yes. Premiership matches. This isn't, you know, when, it, when he's gone and when the transfer window's shut, we might make a different decision. But whilst the situation as it is, David Raya is the best goalkeeper at Brentford Football Club and yeah. he has to start. So, so, okay, let's move this on. We're going to move this on. We're going to move this on, like I said to you. So David Raya, interestingly, people are say he should be in goal against Tottenham. If he moves on, the, the, the vote is actually for Flecken, actually. And we got one Stragosa, but we've got the majority vote here for Flecken. If that's going to be the case, it would be interesting. OK, right back now. Who's going to be the right back now? Just quickly go around the table. Right back, right back. I'm go- I'm, I'm, as I said, I've said Roslev. Aaron Hickey. Hickey, I think. Roslev. Hickey. Hickey. Oh, so there's two <laughs> Roslevs. Three Hickeys. Three Hickeys. And our hall, I'm going to go... Tell you, I'm actually going to go Aaron Hickey. Well, I'm going to go Aaron Hickey, okay, because I saw enough of him, not now, because today I thought, hey, this is quite a bad one today, because it didn't do him any pleasure, but back in the last season, I thought he was getting better and better, and I think you need to play him, play him in his right position, I he think we played him out of position. We, we signed, yeah, we, yeah, season. yeah, so I think you play him in his right position, so we got Aaron Hickey at right back again, now, we've got two centre-backs as well, so we're going to go centre-back number one, first of all, give us some centre-back. Ethan Pinnock. Pinnock, 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 Pinnock. Pinnock. Pinnock, okay, so we got Pinnock solidly in there. Now, second centre-back position, because obviously we've got quite a few variations of other players that can play in there. Obviously, we've got, you know, we've got Ben Mee, you know what I'm saying? We've got Nathan Collins, we've got Aya, you know what I'm saying? We've got a few players that can play out there as well. Um, next next player. Ben Mee. 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 It's got to be Ben Mee. Me, so we got me <laughs> and Pinnock in the centre back positions, and then right back. I don't even know if I'm, I don't even know. Left back. I don't even. I should have done it. There's no point yeah, just yeah, going yeah, around the table. Yeah, just yeah, go, yeah, go, yeah, go, go, go. Rico, 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 Rico Henry. Rico, 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 Henry. So there, our defence is sorted there. Actually, yeah. Okay. So yeah. So four at the back there with um, those players there. Now right, we've got to got midfield CDM player again. We can just quickly, just quickly, just whip through this one. Norgard, Norgard. Hopefully Norgard. Norgard. You say hopefully Norgard? Oh, uh, Norgard, sorry. Norgard. Uh, Norgard. Norgard, there we go. Number six is Norgard is right in there as well. Okay, right. So what we're going to go is that we've got, we've got Norgard in midfield. We're going to go... What formation? We're going to go 4-3-3. So let's go. So two other midfielders. Uh, we're going to go for two other midfielders, okay? And then... Go. Jensen. Jensen. Damsgaard. Dam so, hold on a second. So, Jensen, no, so, for the Jensen position, so you're, so you're saying not Jensen? No, no, Jensen. Okay, Jensen. Jensen. Yeah, Jensen. Yeah, Jensen. 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 Okay, Jensen's in. Okay, so we got Jensen in there. So, we've also got this, I, I call it the floating midfield position where we get somebody coming in and not playing and blind this, that, the other, in and out. So who is going to be the other player who is going to be playing in that midfield position? Damsgaard. So you're a Damsgaard man. Yeah, now. It's got to be Vitaly. You know it. Vitaly. You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Vitaly. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to yeah. be Vitaly, I'm afraid. Yeah. Against Spurs, it's going to be Yanel. Right, okay. Difficult as well because I, I quite like, I tell you something, I quite like what Dunsbar's been doing recently and he's got, a little, he's got a bit of punch in him as well. He's got a little bit of fight in him as well. If, I, I think if you're going for the safety factor, you will go for Yanel. If you're going for the pro- progressive factor, I think you'd go for Damsgaard. But what about Josh De Silva as well? Oh, well? I mean, yeah, 100%. You know, Josh De Silva, he scored, only scores fucking great goals. And he, and he, and he scored an absolute view. So, um, no, I still, I still think he's a sub to start with. Um, and then for the, for the Tottenham game, especially, I think, you know, we, we, we need to be solid. Um, I, I, think, I, think Jake, I think Josh De Silva is for the other games that follow. Yeah, he'll get, he'll get his time and I'm, and I'm glad he looked great today. I think if you're looking at it for the Spurs game, like the thing that they've been good at for a while is the kind of like really quick transition. So having the two kind of like having Jan out in there and Norgard as a more defensive minded means that we've got a bit more protection against that front three. Like Kane, Kulisevsky and um, uh, oh God, who's the other one? And Son. Like it's it's a, it's a, it's an outstanding front three realistically so having that protection and be able to kind of pull back on from the uh, front three which you're about to talk to i think is probably the right way to do it
I'm actually going to go Damsgaard actually because I just again I'm just thinking about a little bit of I'm thinking about a little bit of progression how many, how many Damsgaards we got two, two Damsgaards oh just two Damsgaards and the rest of you you're all Yenel yeah, no. so Yenel so Yenel wins in this one so Yenel is in the team for this one as well and I'm just saying that because I'm thinking about progression as to where Brentford where we want to go and I, and I love I love Yenel I think he's wicked you know I think he's a wicked player and when he comes in and he does a job for Norgard as well as he did today where he came in and sort of kind of rescued in the second half when we were struggling a little bit I think he's really wicked but we'll move on so we've got that now we're talking about your front three as well so listen right wing what are you saying I think it's going to be KLP I think it's Keen Lewis Potter yeah Keen Lewis Potter right wing no, 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 oh, right, right, sorry, right. Oh, um, Donald Trump. Uh, Biden, Burmay. Biden, Burmay. Yeah, Brian. Brian. Yeah, definitely Brian. Brian. Brian and Boomer on the right wing. Okay, right. So they've got Brian and Boomer on the right wing. Now this is an interesting one because who's going to be playing down the middle? We've got no Ivan Tony down the middle. We've had a couple of options playing down there. You know, Shada actually made an appearance today for the first time as well. And then we had us also Wieso's come on as well. Uh, and we could have other people that might be slotting there. We might do false nines, but all sorts. But who do you think is going to be playing down the middle in that first game against Spurs? Shada's going to start. Look, Sharda was signed to be Tony's replacement. It's Sharda. Yeah, I'd like to see Sharda. We sir. Sharda. It's a case of who do you, who do you think is gonna who you think is gonna start? I don't know. I've got a feeling it's going to be Wiesa. Yeah. I have a feeling. It's, I've got a feeling it's going to be Wiesa. How many Wiesas were there? Wiesa. There's two Wiesas and four Sharders. So you, you, okay. So we're going down for Sharder to start. Uh, Sharder. Sh- one thing I will say is that you notice in Sharder day, oh, he's shit off a shovel. You know what I'm saying? It's like when, when, when he, honestly, he's so fast, and that is something on the next level. And maybe we were just saving that up, and we didn't want to play him for the first two games because we didn't want to show the world what he's all about. So yeah. maybe we might be using that. But there's just something about Wieso. If he gets a ball. He nearly always puts it in the back of the net. So I'm saying that as well. And then on the now on the left hand side, who is gonna be our left winger? I'm gonna ask the question. Going around. Oh man, that's that's a hard one because uh King Lewis Potter really showed himself, but I think he needs to incorporate himself into the squad better or else he would be my starting, but I think Wissa. Oh. I think the shard of speed, he needs to be oh. on the wing. He needs to be on the wing. KLP for me, 100%. KLP. Against Spurs, I think it might end up being. Oh, this is tricky. I think he's going to go with Keane based on the last three games. I think Keane Lewis Potter as well. I think Keane Lewis Potter with the, with the pace that he's got. As well, I think. Uh, sorry, no, sorry, Keen, I think sorry, Sharda with the pace that he's got. I think Keen Lewis Potter is a brilliant player, and today he's a great player. And you bring him off the bench, but I just think Sharda, people, when he goes, people don't know that. Sharda on the left. Yeah, yeah, and they, and they just just, just take him out. Yeah, yeah, and you go, and 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 any thoughts? Um, yeah, I think Visa and Shard should both play together, whatever whatever side they're going to be on. Um, so yeah, so 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 Sharda, so it looks like it's going to be Sharda. So listen, so here we've got it. We've got the team. We'll put it out there. We'll put it out there. So so split the but no, but no, no, we've got Sharda. This one was a Sharda. Yeah, this, this has gone Sharda on this one as well, which is interesting. Like I said to you, so listen. Really interesting feedback we've got down there. I don't know if you agree with the team that we've said that we put out there. You can write in, you can tweet in, you can just tell us what you think, you know, it's like that. But this is just the thoughts from here, um, from us, from America. We are now signing out for America. We ain't going to do no more podcasts. We've done, what, seven, eight, nine podcasts for America. We've really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for support. Don't forget to buy some beer, besotted.com forward slash beer. Also, don't forget to sub- subscribe to us on all good podcast channels as well. If you're American as well, come down there. We're going to bring you some T-shirts. I'll have some more T-shirts coming out in a couple of weeks' time. So make sure you write into us and we can get them sorted out for you. But other than that, we really appreciate you supporting us. We really, we've had a really good time coming out here. I hope you've enjoyed our podcast. Listen to more podcasts. We'll have a podcast a week, two podcasts a week, going for the rest of the season. But as we can say, we're here in this bar. As we say, come on, come on you bees. Yeah. Hey, let's go, bees. Go, bees. Go, bees. Go, bees.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.